Welcome to a brand new Tuesday edition of Problematic Women. I'm Lauren Evans. And I'm Virginia Allen. If you were in Washington, D.C. this weekend, then you know that it was a wild time. Wild. (laughs) Real, real wild. Friday was the March for Life, and then Saturday was the Students for Life Summit, and Sunday was the anti-vaccine mandate march. So, Lauren, you were actually at all three of these events. You you deserve like a trophy or I an mean, award or something. It, it was a <laughs> it was nonstop crazy weekend, but it was it was so fun. But it was cold. It was so cold. <laughs> it was stupid cold. And so the March for Life was cold from like beginning to end, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Students for Life Summit, I accidentally left some coffee in my car the night before. I woke up, got in my car, and that coffee was frozen solid. So, <laughs> But luckily that day was mostly inside. Yes. Very thankful and, for that. And then Sunday, we got out there and we're like, wow, it's so nice and it's sunny. And no, by the end of the – we were like so freezing. We were like, we have to get in an Uber right now. <laughs> so. Well, like, you know, you have, like, all your coats. It's always, like, fingers and toes oh, yeah. for me that it gets to a point where, like, I, I don't know that they exist anymore. Like, are, are they still yeah, there? Just, like, I don't know. on your ankles. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was really cold. And we had a ton of, like, those hand warmers. Mm-hmm. And even still, like, those weren't enough. Right? Yeah. Because it was, like, a feels like, like, eight degrees. So cool. The March for Life. Yeah, so, cool. so cool. Well, I was so impressed to see the sheer number of people mm. that turned out for both of these events. I mean, it was wild the amount of people that were willing to brave the cold to on Friday, March for Life, and then on Sunday, say no and stand up against the vaccine mandate. We met a kid at the Students for Life Summit on Saturday, and he was from Florida, and he was like, yeah, I was really cold because this is all I had. And he was wearing, like, a thick sweatshirt. Oh, my god! And I was like... Sir, you were outside in that, and he's like, "Well, it was the only thing I had," oh, which like no. it's the most like seventeen year old boy response that it could ever be. Yes, <laughs> but I'm like, you should have died. Yeah, it was so cold. That's not okay. Yeah, we all had like nine layers on, right? Like tights, pants, an undershirt, a shirt, a jacket, a coat. You know, like I had it. I thought it was really smart. I wore one of those like skiing gaiters. Yeah. over my face. Totally. But uh, no, it was still. Well, you know, the March for Life, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have followed it over the years. Maybe you've even been. It's it's super exciting. It's high energy. Honestly, um, it, it's the furthest thing in the world from a protest. Like people are mm. so excited and so happy to be there. It really feels like both um, a time of celebrating life and also mm. sort of the sacred time of recognizing and honoring all of the lives that have been taken from abortion and the women who have been affected by abortion. Um, but Lauren, what was the atmosphere like at the march on Sunday? Because I, I wasn't there, but you were there with the team of Daily Signal people. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because it was the March for Life is definitely a younger crowd, a lots of young people. The anti mandate march was definitely a lot more families, but not really young people. Um, but it, it was, I think that's the thing about protests that are like pro-freedom or pro-liberty mm-hmm. people know that they're there and they're they're excited right like it was just kind of a celebration and everybody was happy and a couple times the speakers were like find somebody to hug and everybody mm-hmm. like immediately virginia was like i should have been there there was know. hugs <laughs> like, you know it's like so sweet <laughs> where like you think of everybody who's like pro mandates and they're they want to keep their mask and the, they think of other people as like transmission of viruses where you look at this rally and everybody's there together unified in that regard it was similar to the march for life it was also a very diverse march there was hmm. just so many different types of people from old people down to people with young kids to you know 
20-somethings. It was really just kind of a, a nice atmosphere of people kind of coming together. And even a lot of people who would consider themselves Democrats or left-leaning were also there because they're like, this is just way too far for the government to go. Yeah. No, I think that's encouraging to see that diverse crowd of people that are all coming together and saying, yeah, we're different here and here and here and here, but we can all agree that it is government overreach for the government to demand that we put a substance in our bodies. Mm. So if if you were not at the March for Life on Friday and if you didn't have a chance to attend um, or catch the, the news and the updates from the from the anti-vaccine mandate march on Sunday, we want to give you all an inside look at what actually happened there at some of the conversations that the Daily Signal team had, myself, Lauren, Mary, Margaret. So we're going to share a couple of those interviews from both marches with you all here on the show today. Uh, We'll kick off first with a conversation from the March for Life. I spoke with a woman named Adriana Moten. Adriana, she used to work in the abortion industry, and she actually worked for the abortion doctor named Gosnell, who was convicted of murdering three infants who were born alive after botched abortions. So Adriana, she shares her personal story of why she walked away from the abortion industry and why she is now standing up for life. And then stay tuned after that brief conversation with her to hear a couple interviews from the anti-vaccine mandate march on Sunday. I am so pleased to be joined by Adrienne Moten. Adrienne has a really powerful story. She actually worked in the abortion industry for a while. Adrienne, would you be willing, as we're here at the 49th Annual March for Life, would you be willing to share a little bit of your story with us? Yes. Uh, Well, like you said, yes, my name is Adrienne Moten. I'm a former worker of Dr. Kermit Gosnell. Um, I worked there for three years. And, And who is Dr. Gosnell? Dr. Gosnell, he was a uh, abortion doctor, and um, he based in Philadelphia. And um, yeah, a lot of things that came out about him, the uh, practice, um, the the abortions, as far as going over the limit, it just got out of hand. So yeah, it caught up with all of us. Yes. How long did you work for him? I worked for him for three years, from uh, 2005 to 2008. And what was the moment when you decided, uh, maybe I don't want to work in this industry anymore? Well, um, for a minute, I just, I became numb, which is not me. That's not my personality. And I believe the moment for me, I struggle with this, but um, he actually did a termination of a 30-weeker, and that crushed me. And that was, that was it for me. That was my eye-opener, and that's when I left. So what happened after you left? Well, I thought I was free, but mentally I wasn't. Um, I ended up working at a nursing home. I became a CNA, which I loved. But mentally, I was still stuck with dealing with the abortion, you know, the abortion industry and working in the clinic. I was, I was still struggling with that mentally. So now you're a part of Abby Johnson's organization, and then there were none. What what has that meant to you, to be a part of a group where there's other women that share your story, that worked in the abortion industry, and then walked away? It's a beautiful feeling. You know, I learned that I can talk, I can um, express, 
And it, it just feels wonderful to know that someone understands because when you hold inside, it tends to take a toll on you mentally, sickly. So, as for, you know, when it comes to And Then It Were None, they saved my life. They saved my, my mental state. And I'm still healing, going through the healing process, but I'm not doing it alone. And that's the, that's the most beautiful part. And it's Christ-centered. So that makes it even more beautiful. And now you're out here being a voice for life. Why is it important to you now to stand up for life? You know, in the Bible it says children are a gift from God. And I was very ignorant to that back in my former years. It's time to fight for life. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. We really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Virginia Allen here. I want to tell you all about a great way you can stay in the know on all the news The Daily Signal covers. Social media. The Daily Signal has an active presence on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are constantly posting news stories, clips from interviews, videos, and more across all our social platforms. Follow The Daily Signal on social media so you can get all the latest content from reels on Instagram to video clips on Facebook and political commentary on Twitter. Welcome back. On Sunday, Mary Margaret Olihan and I went to the anti-vaccine mandate march. We spoke with people who traveled to D.C. from all over the country to stand up against vaccine mandates. Mary Margaret spoke with two women who are being personally impacted by the mandates and risk losing their jobs and financial security simply because they don't want to take the COVID vaccine. Take a listen to what they had to say. Mary Walker, I am co-founder of Airline Employees with Health Freedom. I'm a captain for United Airlines. All right, and can you tell us what you're doing here today? Right, we are standing up against the mandates. Our 2,000 employees have taken a stand against our employer for their Title VII rights under the ADA and for their faith. So we are here today to express that while we believe our employer has the right to have a mandate, they are obligated under Title VII to give us reasonable accommodations. And right now we're fighting in the Fifth Circuit Court in New Orleans to wait a judgment to see if, if we will succeed in a preliminary injunction or if we will continue on the unreasonable accommodation of indefinite unpaid leave. Can you tell us a little bit about how the mandates have affected you? Me personally, I am out on unpaid leave. I am prohibited from getting another job. I'm prohibited from accessing my 401k. I have no medical benefits, and I'm leading the charge in this fight, so my days are consumed. All right. And we've been asking a lot of people today, we keep hearing that this march is being portrayed as anti-vaccine rather than anti-mandate. What do you think about that? I think that's a complete falsity. We are not anti-vaccine. We are pro-choice. In fact, I will go so far as to tell you that my mother got the vaccine. It was the right choice for her health. Um, on the flip side of the coin, I'm here because I have a 16-year-old, and I don't want to look back in 10 years when he says, Mom, you had a chance to protect my liberty and my freedom, and you didn't do it. So we're here fighting for the rights of everyone to make the choices that are best for their health and their faith. Awesome. And President Joe Biden's in the White House right over there. If you could tell him anything about this mandate and what's going on in your battle, what would you say? I would say it doesn't matter what party you're with. You need to stand up for what the Constitution says, our liberty and our rights. Our founding fathers left England because they wanted to be able to pray to the God of their choice. Our laws come from our, our God, not from man. And it is time that you stand up and restore the Constitution to the United States. 
Military, 19 years, getting booted. What's going on here? So I'm a vet. I'm Air Force vet. I married uh, a man 20 years ago, and he's been in 19 years. And, um, yeah, if he doesn't get the vaccine, he's going to be getting booted. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I mean, that's what they say, right? If you don't get the vaccine, you're going to get booted. Wow. So you came, how, where did you come from to come to the march? I came here in D.C. I'm, I'm local. Yeah. I'm from Philadelphia, though, so, yeah. So why are you against the the vaccination, or is, is well, your husband against? It's a choice. I mean, we're, we live in America. I mean, this is the land of freedom, and yet if you don't get a vaccine, you're going to get fired. Even our military are going to get fired, and they are getting fired. So yeah. So a lot of people are saying that this is the anti-vaccine march. Do you agree with that? No, absolutely not. I've had vaccines. Um, but everybody needs a choice when it comes to vaccines. You know, you know what is next. So if, 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 if we can have a global push to inject something into somebody's body, what is next? We can have a global push for safety reasons to inject something else. Who knows? I, I think we need to stop it now and, and, and acknowledge that this is tyranny. Yeah. All right. So, you know, President Joe Biden's over in the White House over there. If you could tell him one thing about this mandate, what would you tell him? Let freedom ring. This is America. And um, most nations who are, uh, you know, tyranny run, they say this is for the greater good of all. No. OK, I don't want to hear this is for the greater good of all. We need to have freedom. OK, freedom to choose, freedom to speak, freedom to protest and freedom. What goes in my body is, is my body. OK, and you can't tell me what goes in my body. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great March. Well, even though I am physically exhausted, I am <laughs> mentally excited and, and refreshed to see so many different types of people really stand up for liberty and for life. I am too. And I think it's encouraging that we can see things positively happening, not just socially and people standing up, but also in our laws that the Supreme Court did put a stay on the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for businesses with 100 employees or more. So we're seeing that there is positive movement forward. We just need to see it more and more and more in really all across our country. Um, and it really does start, I think, in these ways, in people standing up and in sharing their stories and in sharing, hey, you know, I've, I've given years and years and years of my life to, to this certain profession. I've dedicated myself to this. And yet I just because I don't want to get a certain shot, I'm being kicked to the curb. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's inspiring. It's obviously heartbreaking, uh, but really powerful to hear mm-hmm. these stories. Well, couldn't think of a better place to end it. And that's going to be it for this week's edition of Problematic Women. If you want even more info on what happened. More. More. (laughs) There's always more. But if you want more about, to learn more about what happened at these marches over the weekend, follow The Daily Signal on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We have, oh my goodness, so much content up. So many great interviews, so it's super fun to go through and just watch all of those, and you kind of feel like, wow, I was actually actually there for myself. But uh, we will see you all again on Thursday morning. For Thursday? Thursday. Wow. <laughs> just can't get enough of us <laughs> for a brand new edition. But hey, if you have not ever subscribed to Problematic Women, please take a minute to do that. You won't. You won't. <laughs> Conservatives need your support in the podcast world, and we would greatly appreciate a five-star review on Spotify. Castbox, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you do get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Have a great week. We'll see you Thursday. 
Problematic Women is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is a product of The Daily Signal, produced by Lauren Evans and Virginia Allen. Special thanks to our editor-in-chief, Katrina Trinko. We produce Problematic Women in remembrance of our dear friend and former co-host, Bree Payton.